Now we are live. We're live. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Nerdy Up North podcast. It's a nerdy podcast, and it's hosted by Northern Nerds. I am one of your hosts, Sam. And I'm the other host, Paul. And we are joined by two temporary nerds uh, for, for the moment, because one of them is is leaving us after a quick break, I guess. She's, <laughs> she refused to be on for too long. She's uh, been a, a prima donna, bless her, but now she's, she's not too well. famous. She's too famous for us. <laughs> So we have got the, the lovely Charlotte and Kev with us uh, for the moment, at least. So, yes. Um, so, yeah. How are you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, we're just having a bit of a bitch before we went live, so it's all good. So. <laughs> and we have like a, some kind of monster that looks like it's going to eat Charlotte soon as well. The lovely Ruby has joined Aww. us as well. So yes, uh, this is so, just uh, pick that moment and let yourself lovely. Because <laughs> she's a dickhead. Nice. <laughs> it's almost like we've got Donna on on screen as well. Hi <laughs> <laughs> <I> Donna. <laughs> oh, babe. Well, before Charlotte goes, you can join in this bit if you want to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I I just wanted to jump on to say a big thank you to everyone. Um, obviously. I think everybody knows what happened last week. Um, I was really, really ill, and this one saved us. Um, and I was going to say, the Kev not play a part in that person. <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> um, Sod all but... here. I just, I just went in to tell the dog to shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, but no, seriously, I, I, I was really not well last week, um, and it was quite scary. And everybody, I just want to say thank you, to everybody who messaged, everybody who helped, um, Donna and Nick especially. Um, and just the whole Nerdium North community, community for saying sort of get well soon and keeping an eye on us. Keeping your spirits high. Yes. <laughs> oh, Charlie, you look so tired. But you can leave, leave it anytime you want to because the next part is <laughs> the best part. <laughs> and it's all just how he's doing and what he's been watching. How natural was that? <laughs> Why do you put the butter's voice on there. in the world? <laughs> it's to emphasise how sophisticated I am by asking these types of questions. Because I've got stories can tell about Sam that proves she's not sophisticated in the slightest. I fucking hate that you've known me for as long as you have. <laughs> but yes. Um, yeah, what you've been watching, what you've been up to. Uh... Oh. Let Charlotte go first because we'd have been poorly sick and stuff. She likes what it for been... <laughs> <laughs> What have I been watching? Um... Last of Us. Watching We're not allowed to talk about that yet. Watch the second episode of The Last of Us. Yeah. Uh, Criminal Minds. Criminal Minds. Watch Criminal Minds. Uh, His Dark Materials. Still fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, His Dark Materials and. Little Demon. Little Demon. Little Demon. Little Demon, it's a new cartoon on Disney Plus mm-hmm. from Danny it, DeVito. It's Danny oh, DeVito right. is Satan, and um, his daughter is playing his daughter, who is the Antichrist. All right. Um, Aubrey, Aubrey Plaza. Aubrey Plaza is our mom. Oh, that's amazing. Five episodes in, and it's one of the funniest things we've seen. The, the guest stars. Episode, episode three, Arnie was in it, but he was uncredited. 
Mm-hmm. Um, Michael Shannon's in it. It's, it's, if you haven't seen it, it's so good. It's so funny. Mm-hmm. Oh, well worth a watch. Mm-hmm. It's good. I'll give it a go. I'll give it a watch. Oh, um, Come on then, Paul. What have you been watching? Because you've watched some really weird shit. <laughs> I take that as an offence. Um, <laughs> I take it as a compliment. Thought we didn't judge nerds in this, but part is no, no, you don't. <laughs> Damn, I don't think we had a judgment. I think it's more of an observation. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, did watch The Last of Us, and for people who are enjoying the show, we are that excited about this uh, TV show. I think I'm even a little bit more excited than I was when I was watching The Sandman. So we are going to do an early recap uh, next week on Friday where we're going to uh, do an episode where we'll be talking about the first three episodes of The Last of Us as well so you'll have to join in to that and I think it's going to be a, a trial run on Facebook yes. Live as well so yeah we're going we're <laughs> to give we're going to give it a go but we're going to do it just based on the first three episodes but we are going to do a full big episode mm-hmm. so everyone who's been you know loving it can come on and tell us how much they've been loving it oh here yeah, no, you know you might not like it oh yeah if to be wrong but still um <laughs> that's true but um i've not really been watching much new st- stuff really i've been like basically binge watching only uh it's only sunny in philadelphia um i'm up to season eight now so it's like going to the really wrong episodes um yeah <laughs> also I've started watching the Final Destination movies, which, again, mm. just binge watching them again. Um, I think I can hear Beth going nuts in the chat now. <laughs> probably have to do a, an episode on the Final Destination movies like around Halloween time. I think they'll be a good topic to talk about. But, um, but I did watch the the, the 90s show. Um, oh, it, yes. I watched, yeah. Yeah, the no. first episode was terrible. Not gonna lie, <laughs> uh, it did get better, but not. It didn't grip as I, I don't think it, it's as great as what. Well, a lot of people are giving it a lot of fanfare. I wanted to enjoy it because I like the characters and stuff like that, but a lot of it did seem forced. But again, that was just my personal taste. So again, I know a lot of people will will enjoy it. But I, um, I got to episode three and I struggled a bit. Uh, and, I, and I will talk about it as well because I watched another episode of the great and the best show on Discovery, <laughs> Moonshiners, where uh, <laughs> one of the Moonshiners is uh, busy running away from the fire marshals because his house burned down and he left his distillery in there. And basically, so he's having to uh, run away to Brazil where he's, <laughs> where he's going to be uh, making coffee-flavoured moonshine in Brazil. So he's, that, that's that's the plan for that. So... Dungarees and stuff like that. It's hilarious. And um, they made a, what was it, moonshine that was um, like uh, mimosa moonshine. So that was the flavour that they were trying out this week. Oh, interesting. Yes. I think I've just thought of a new segment this week on moonshiners. (laughs) (laughs) Remember the episode on uh, the Twitch we did with Most Haunted? I'm going to get a few people in the thing and I'm going to stream an episode of Moonshiners so you can yes. enjoy it and embrace <laughs> the backwater uh, hospitality, shall we say. <laughs> Me and Charlotte don't need to do that. We just need to get in touch with my mate Noddy. <laughs> Who's Noddy? 
Oh, it's exactly it's the one who's scared of dinosaurs. Oh, if he was oh, if he was any more in bread, he'd be a sandwich. All right. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's a. Uh... Oh, Kev, I'm going to use that for around my next for me next Patreon episode. We're talking about the Targaryens. <laughs> I'm using that. Oh dear. Um, what about you, Kev? Um, other than being forced to watch everything that Charlotte watches. Um, I've been working constantly, so literally the only thing I've been doing if I haven't been watching Teddy with Charlotte is just listening to Rockabilly and Psychabilly while I've been working. So, and and and, and I'll give you and I'll give you your credit, sir, because I don't think Charlotte really did give you the credit. You were the hero with Charlotte. He was. Well. You you he was, you yes. did everything. The dog might have noticed something. I only but... went in to tell the dog to shut up. But yep, but <laughs> you did it though. You did it. You saved the day. So Kev is. The honorary hero of the episode. So, oh, yes. so that is so fitting. <laughs> yes, wow, you are the hero. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't, I haven't watched anything new. I mean, obviously, I watched The Last of Us. Um, but oh yes, I did. Sorry, I started Happy Valley. Um, and oh. I literally just finished the first series just before we came on. What a very gripping! My heart has not stopped racing throughout it, and Sarah Lancaster. That woman does not get enough credit. She is fucking mesmerizing on screen. I can mm. never remember a, act- a character's name in Coronation Street. But Raquel. Just, Raquel, <laughs> that's it. To go from Raquel to what I'm watching right now, it's such a juxtaposition that it's like, whoa. But yeah, I am watching. Oh, oh, we have we have your mum in the chat. <laughs> oh, there's, I've just seen her name pop up. I was like, I recognize that name. And I just swore at the same time. Amazing. <laughs> I'm really Hi, sorry, mom. Charlotte's mom. Hi, Charlotte's mom. She says that Kev's her hero as well. Oh. <laughs> See? See, we're not all about hate. Only when Goodwill's on, basically. <laughs> the mom's only here to say Ruby. Oh, that's not that oh, well, yes. Uh, so, are we going to get the disclaimer out of the way with and we can crack on with some top fives? Yes. Get on, then. I am going to love yous and leave yous because I am not prepared for this in the slightest and I am knackered. Absolutely fine. You look so, so tired. <laughs> Lots of love. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of love and again, a big, big thank you, everyone. Oh, we'll get we you on you soon. Charlotte. Don't worry, butthead. Probably. I think I'm on next week, actually. Are you? Oh, well. I think, is it Jump the Shark <laughs> moments next week? Oh, yes. Jake's uh, finest. Jake's, Jake's yeah. choice, yeah. I guess. <laughs> I better start doing some homework. Yeah. <laughs> oh, start learning what Trump the Shark means. Great. Yeah. <laughs> right. Have fun, guys. I'll see you later. Right. Bye, bye. 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 Right. Is she gone? <laughs> She's gone. Yeah. She... <laughs> Look at that production value. Smooth into the transition. <laughs> I absolutely love the fact that she's gone. Yeah, she's in the background. I love it. Right. <laughs> so everything discussed in today's episode. <laughs> everything discussed in today's episode is our opinions and our opinions alone. If you'd like to discuss anything from today's episode, please come and join us in the Facebook group where we can have an open discussion. Uh, what we won't have is anyone coming for us and telling us our opinions are wrong. We can all agree to disagree in fandom. So let's give it fun. Give it kind and keep the toxic behavior out of nerdism well said yes thank you yes so yes uh this week's episode um can't remember who picked this one was um i think it might you. Have been, was it me oh well. you said you said villains and instantly went oh and heroes yes so top five heroes yes so that this um 
was a little bit easier to do than I was expecting. Mm. Um, like I say, the villains one was was changing uh, quite a lot, but uh, the heroes ones, when I thought about it, it kind of stuck. Um, and I'm not going to do Kev wrong by making go after all of us like like we did last oh. time. And Kev got very angry at us uh, and stuff. So um, uh, last time, so we'll, 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 I'll play a fair this week, but um, just to just to bring it home a little bit as well. So I'm going to be very nice for once. And now this is not going to be um, my usual stick. So I'll, I'll be all soppy with you bastards. Um, if you if you've noticed as well, like say normally with the banners I do, like say I always put like references to like the films or the choices we do. I have put the team in in the actual banner, so you can actually see the lovely members of the Nerdy Up North um, moderation team, the admins, and the team podcast as well. All because you are my heroes in a way. Because if it wasn't for you guys, you guys saved me in a, a lot of ways over the last two years during lockdown. And I'll always mm-hmm. love you for that. So, yeah. And me lovely Yay. wife is in there as well. So, yes. I just wanted to put that out there first. I didn't want to leave that for last. Oh, I didn't want to leave it so on an emotional. I thought you... I'd get that out there first there. Oh, that is so sweet. You're going to make us cry. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to. We're talking all about heroes. <laughs> <laughs> but, yes. And like I say, that's the soppiness out the way there. So Yeah, we'll let's get back to the... To the... We'll take it to the unsoppiest person of us all. So, Kev, you can start us off. Charlotte's gone. <laughs> <laughs> she's yeah. gone, but she's not forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> um, like I say, I'm completely unprepared for this, so a lot of mine will probably just be daft. Um, but mm-hmm. number five, I'm going to say Jason Voorhees. Right, okay. So, so, oh, okay. Ex- so, <laughs> so Jason Voorhees oh, is your hero. No, he's not. But let's face it, he is the Catholic Church's because let's face it, he stopped premarital sex and dogging for so long <laughs> by himself. So yeah, legend. Um, no, um, my fifth pick is probably going to be. Um, he started off as an absolute dickhead, um, but he is literally the epitome of. You find out who someone is in the final moments. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm gonna go with Bill Paxton as uh, William Hicks from, uh, sorry, uh, William Hudson from Aliens. Mm-hmm. Um, throughout the entire film, he was an arrogant, self-righteous asshole who was in it for himself. He wouldn't do anything. He was absolutely terrified um, until that last couple of that last couple of scenes with him in, where he went absolutely mental and just started decimating everything so his team could get out alive um and he was basically just there to save that little girl um Mm -hmm. he displayed literally every emotion under the sun which heroes tend not to do like you see captain america and he's just like i'm big i'm muscly i'm self-righteous and i'm voided up to the gills not really much to like be scared of um but again it's the legend it's bill paxton um and hudson was just an absolute phenomenal character so is it like so? So was it the character Hudson in the in the film, or was it just Bill Back Paxton as a hero? Just because I know you're a big fan of him, like in general for like other movies he's done as well. Or is um, it, it, it's it's both. To be honest with you, everyone knows I'm a huge Bill Paxton fan. The man mm-hmm. has never done anything bad. He's fantastic in everything he's in, from mm-hmm. hair and makeup to acting mm-hmm. um he's hilarious uh he's just he was such a down-to-earth guy 
but the character of Hudson just resonates on a personal level and um, because mm. you see people that are absolutely just bastards really they're um mm-hmm. they don't want to be doing this they're just literally there for a paycheck um yeah but then when shit hits the fan you don't mm-hmm. want anyone else by your side these guys will fight tooth and nail for you yeah so for I... a personal experience um Mm-hmm. I've seen it. I, mm-hmm. I know what these people are like. Um, I don't like them particularly. <laughs> but in those last moments, they're going to show you exactly what they're made of and they're going to show mm-hmm. you the exact person that they really are. And the fact mm-hmm. that the false bravado was just that. It is false bravado. Mm-hmm. They're just trying to look hard. But really, they're terrified. Yeah. No, I completely agree as well. Um, with, like, say, the something made. Because when you're thinking about heroes and stuff, it's easy to go to the superheroes or go to. Um, yeah. like say the names and the probably will crop up like say in mm. this as well but it's the people that like you don't expect or that step up when the shit hits yeah. the fan when the chips are down and like say make the decisions or make the sacrifice that counts them are the ones that do stand out and like say hicks like alien alien sorry is one of the like all-time sci-fi horrors or sci-fi action movies Yep. And each one of the characters you could say has heroic traits and stand out. But I think Bill Paxman stands out more because he's like this is the humor element and the and actually yep. the human uh, the humor and the human uh, side of it. And mm-hmm. I think if you didn't have him in that role, it would be a completely different film. And I know it sounds strange because yep. Sonoke Sigourney Weave is the star, and you've got like say the other people who play different roles and, and stuff like that. Bill Paxton um, stole the show, though. Mm-hmm, definitely. Yeah, you, He's the one everyone remembers from the Marines. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You could you could pick Ripley as, like, your, your you know, iconic hero in that franchise. But yeah. you really look down in the depth of it. I really love the way that you described, like, Bill Paxton's character. Because when I think of it, just as I'm just, just in my head, just thinking of that film, I just think, oh, God, he was such a dick. Like he was such yep. a dick. He come across as such an arsehole, like a lovable arsehole, but an arsehole mm-hmm. nonetheless. So I love the way that you just described that because I would, I initially wouldn't have thought of it that way. But just to put this, the kibosh on this one before anyone mentions it in the chat or anything like that, he wasn't killed by a Terminator, a Predator, and an alien. So we see these memes flying around all the time. Bill Paxton, the only man to do this. And someone always jumps in with Lance Henriksen as well. Mm-hmm. Alien 3, Lance Henriksen was operational. He wasn't dead. So that's out the window. Bill Paxton was not killed by a predator, a Terminator, and an alien. He was taken and cocooned. However, oh. half an hour later, the planet was dust. That is mm-hmm. not enough time to be chest burst. So bang, gone. Sorry. Theory doesn't exist. So, so there's no zip involved with this one as well. No, no, there wasn't any zip involved. Not when I was literally just—I absolutely hate seeing that meme where he's the only man killed by this, that, and the other. Uh, the Terminator pushed him into a fence. It was never confirmed he was dead. Um, yes, he died in Predator, uh, Predator Two. Sorry, uh, Aliens. He was taken and cocooned. He wasn't chest burst. Within forty minutes of it happening, half an hour, forty minutes of it happening. The planet was dust. It didn't exist. That is not enough time. So, yeah. I have never gone. seen them memes. I just know that he took on a fucking twister and won. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like- <laughs> <laughs> but saying that, though, if anyone wants to post them memes today, I will ever take Kev, so it will be quite funny. <laughs> <laughs> Want to watch Kev's head explode? <laughs> yes. I'll uh, post good. them myself. <laughs> I know you would. <laughs> 
and then everyone else will oh, steal such them. A, <laughs> such a good, such a good first pick, and like a nice way of explaining it. Love it. Cool. What about you, Sam? Go for your Ooh, first pick there. Well, <laughs> I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm going to go with the most obvious because I am this my this list is very true to me. Oh god, I've lost my list. Sorry. This list is very true to me. Um I was going to be very clever about it and it wasn't going to work. So my first That's pick just not is not very clever because I'm not. <laughs> I'm really not. <laughs> I was like, how can I make this interesting? I'll just be true to myself. Um so I'm going to go with the first my first one which Kev has already mentioned <laughs> is Captain Captain America, Steve Rogers. Oh, Captain America's ass. I love him. <laughs> I, I I don't just love Captain America, MCU Captain America. I love comic book Captain America. Um, he's just he stands for so much. Like you can you can find your heroes in the X Men, and it can become, you know, and it can be very easy to do that. But for <laughs> me, I just love his integrity. I love his work ethic. I love how he's always completely 100% to himself. Mm-hmm. Nothing changes in that man's mind. And it's just, I just love it. But there's so many different stories that I've followed in comic books with him. Winter mm-hmm. Soldier one was just, yeah. you know, Ed, Ed Winter Soldier was just absolutely phenomenal and took us on such a journey with him. Um, but even in the MCU, he's, he doesn't change. And I know yeah. people might find that really boring and I get it, I do. But that's just a testament to him as a character. He does. He, um, he becomes a lot more cynical. Yeah. And he loses his faith. Mm-hmm. If you look from Captain America 1, where he was Captain Puerto Rico with his uh, like oh, downward yeah, strikes and single star, mm-hmm. every single thing that he does, it suits darker and darker and darker and darker. And that's where his psyche is going. That's how they've like, done it. I never really looked at it like that. I just yeah, always thought Steve was just, he was always on the, the right side of right. Yeah, he's that's on the right the, side of right. He knows the right, but how he, he sees right. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Mm, his morals yeah. never change, but he's yeah. kind of like, look at the world kind of changes throughout. And that, I think the testament to the character and the actor who plays him as well, and you can say the same for probably Robert Downey Jr. and, I, and Tony Stark, mm-hmm. you've taken them to massive, massive heroes out there and say, you now, we've got a poor version without them. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And like I said, They've tried replacing them. They've tried bringing in different aspects and telling different stories. But the core thing that made these, like, made the stories work was because of the characters and the people that you fell in love with. And it shows how big a star and, like, bigger presence that they make Mm -hmm. that that we are now a little bit lost in the MCU without them. So I can see... Like mm-hmm. say, and there's even rumors they're going to bring them back. Like say later on, like well, they're going to, yeah. we'll see them again in Secret Wars, but that'll be again different, different versions or different mm. takes of them. So it'll be quite interesting yeah. to see. Yeah, I've never felt the the kind of like buzz since you know the likes of Civil War and like the hype and lead up to that with mm-hmm. them two facing off against each other. And I knew it was always going to be different to the comics, and I. I have not just, I've read the comic, but I've also read the tie-ins as well. I was very much committed yeah. to that fucking series. Um, sorry, your Charlotte's mum's still in. Um, but yeah. I was, used and, to be. I was really, I was, I knew it was going to be different, but the hype leading up to that, and it was, it was them too. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. they, you know, the campaigns that they did around them, like the interviews that they've done. And, oh, it was just fantastic. But Steve just has such a 
a special place in my heart. I even have my own um and Steve Rogers mouse mat for my work mat because it just gets me through my day. <laughs> I, 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 I must quickly Rogers behind us as well. <laughs> I must quickly point out when I mentioned Captain America before, I wasn't shitting on him. Um, it's just <laughs> Captain America. I know, I know. I mean, I know how people feel about him because he can come across as kind of like a like goody two shoes, and you know. Mm-hmm. But there's, oh. for me, I I oh. I find something special in that, and I find something really I, special in him. Winter Soldier is still my f- favourite MCU film to this day. Mine it too. is absolutely phenomenal. It's so different for Marvel. Um, but I feel with the Marvel heroes, Steve's the only one that got a full journey. Yeah. You found out what happened from at the start. start to finish. He got a happy ending. He had hell between. He got more and more cynical. But he did stay true to himself. His morals mm. changed and what he viewed as right and wrong changed um, mm. from the downfall of S.H.I.E.L.D. onwards because mm. he was a company mm. man. He was a soldier. Um, in, I think he said it right during, was it the Winter Soldier where he saw the heli carriers? He's like, this isn't freedom. This is a hostage. Yeah. yeah. Like where you're pointing a gun at people, this is not freedom. Mm-hmm. And then from there onwards, you can slowly see him starting to like mm-hmm. distance himself. And mm-hmm. that was clever. It was done well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, I just, I am um, the final scene in, not final scene, but the final battle in Endgame where you, where he's just standing in front of Thanos and he's it, the chips are down everyone's gone he's just on his own he's broken to pieces his shield is broken and he still just tightens it up and he's yeah. he's ready he's just ready to go I like I'm getting chills and tears thinking about it because then that. that beautiful moment happens where you hear Sam Wilson's voice mm-hmm. and it's on your left and I will yeah. I ball Every time I see that, I'm even choking now thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's because it's just that's him. But even that the comic very version moment is him. Yeah, mm-hmm. even in the comic version of it of, of the thing when uh, you get actually we do it well it plays out slightly different in the comic. Um, you've got uh, Steve Rogers, Captain America standing face to face with Thanos, mm-hmm. and yeah. Thanos like say is, is, like knows he's basically defeated Steve, and he's like, as long as there's one man still standing there, still willing to fight. You'll yeah. never truly, uh, you'll never truly yeah. win. Then, Chills. unfortunately, Thanos breaks his neck. But <laughs> yeah, that, that, yeah, that's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, I am. Um, Charlotte will never forgive me for that film because literally, when you saw the shield tighten mm-hmm. and you saw him sort of lean forward and tense, yeah. ready to go, literally, I just turned my head to the left and it was like that fella from The Simpsons that yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> on your left. Mm-hmm. The second I looked at her and said, on your left, she just stared us down. I was like, uh, Kev, I never want to see <laughs> a film with you in the cinema, ever. <laughs> ever. I'm just putting it out there. We that's are never. It, that's because Kev will on... try the popcorn trick on you there. Just don't try and get popcorn out of it. <laughs> we are never going on a cinema date because I know oh, fine well man. what you like. The, it, do you know what? It's I'm Everson not even scream. looking at Scream. It's Everson's Scream. Um, but yeah, Captain America, I, I couldn't, I would be lying to myself if he wasn't on this list because he is incredibly special to us. Um, mm-hmm. So first choice, Steve Rogers. Thank you for, for being lovely about it as well. <laughs> well we're not going to shit on each other saying that, that's like we've never done that. So don't. That's um, true. That's good. Like, what, thank you for being lovely. What have we been dicks? <laughs> no, he's never, but I know how certain people feel about him and they could be like, yeah. oh, that's such a boring choice. <laughs> oh well mine's gonna be more boring choices. so don't worry um mine is probably the most predictable choice of them all um but it was the first ever superhero that i ever oh. saw um just simply because he is the standard bearer 
I'm not even the biggest fan of this character in comics and films, mm. but the actor who played him and the role he was in has never been surpassed. It's never been better done. I was in awe as a child watching his movies. Christopher Reeves as Superman. You see that picture when you see him. You see him in the outfit. He didn't need CGI to give him muscles and stuff like that. And fair enough, Superman is probably more of a Boy Scout than Captain America. Truth, Justice, and the American way. You can you kind of get more cheese than Superman and, and Smallville, like say Clark Kent. All the different aspects. But when you watch Superman for a first time, like even watch it now, as a, if you're watching as a kid now, you get chills. Even watch all these special effects, all these mega movies, you believe a man can fly. Yeah. And that was such a special and a moment in cinema history. And that will never be beaten for me. I 100% agree. Um, Superman 2 was one of my dad's favourite films. That mm-hmm. is the one with Zorg, isn't it? Um, Zod. Yeah, Zod, yeah. that's it. I'm not the biggest Superman fan if you haven't guessed. <laughs> but my yeah. dad used to my dad used to make us watch that um when he had a chance to between Ghostbuster sessions. Um but we I always remember seeing the um the villains and their their out their black outfit. Oh my god, did the, that's when I knew I was like I was gonna be a dark child or a dark <laughs> soul because I so wanted to be them. <laughs> They were the first Go. sexy villains, if that makes sense. Yes. <laughs> like, say, when you, you like, you, you, as a kid, you didn't really get it, but as an adult, you watch it now and you just think, wow. Like, say, that's when villains, you, like, you saw, you saw the dark side and said, I would go over there with them. Yeah. I would kneel for them bastards. <laughs> yeah. I would join you in a heartbeat. But it is, it's one of my dad's favorite, like, I don't say like favorite films, but he has a lot of like high mm-hmm. regard for it. That's his kind of superhero. Yeah. Christopher Reeves and Adam West. And if yeah. you try and argue with them, you'll always say, well, there's no kapow, there's no kaboom, it ain't a comic book film. So that's my dad's argument I mean, on he's it. He's got a point. And with them, <laughs> with Adam West's Batman, I mean, let's face it, he never had to say, I'm Batman. He showed yeah. up and they knew who he was. <laughs> he knew who Batman was. <laughs> I've literally he just watched... Tango and stuff like that. I have literally just watched the Adam West Batman episode on Big Bang Theory and I'm sure he says something along those lines. He was like, they don't have to CGI muscles on me. I just had them. <laughs> I absolutely loved the original Superman. Um, yeah. I think Henry Cavill's better. Mm-hmm. But... Nostalgia-wise, the original Superman. When you when I think about it, it does take me back to being a kid, and it does take me mm-hmm. back to that little marvel of cinema. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's that was just class. It, it, like say the, the the story's absolutely ridiculous at times. Like say the Superman one and two are the ultimate classics. Like say the, the John Williams score that was Richard Donner, I think. Of course, one of the probably yeah. tell us wrong. Yeah. Um, no, it was. Like say the whole Niagara Falls, Lois Lane being packed. Having Jane Wild, uh, it wasn't Jane Wild, was it? Not Jane, Jane Wild. Um, Hackman. Jane oh, Hackman. Jane Hackman, Hackman yeah. as Lex Luthor. Even though they didn't make him bald, I couldn't give him give a fuck. Like mm-hmm. say he was like sinister, and, like but you rooted him for her as well. I know it got silly with Superman three and Superman four when like Richard Pryor and like say Nuclear Man got involved. But any time you saw Christopher Reeves, like say that look on his face, um. Even like he never got like say mad and stuff like that. When you see him like get bullets get flicked off him and stuff, you just fell in love with cinema. That's probably yeah. the best way I can describe it. You fell in love with movies, and you fell in love with storytelling. And for me, 
that's why it's special. And like I know we're talking about heroes. Um, it's sad what happened, like say, because they'll keep saying about the curse of the Superman films, like everything mm. that happened afterwards to lot of the stars. But he never looked back and never looked down on it as well. He was oh. so proud of what he did. And I know he did cameos in like Smallville and stuff when he was in his wheelchair oh. and stuff. But to me, like not just like Superman, the act, but the actor himself, Christopher Reeves, he was the ultimate hero in my eyes as a kid. Yeah, I, I love when actors are unashamed of the characters they've played, even though they've had like a, you yeah. know, you say Superman three and four went a bit off the rails and can be, you know, mm-hmm. not looked as great as the other ones. And that can put a damper on people where they like kind of want to just distance themselves and say, you know, uh, but I do like when actors like fully appreciate and get on board with us as mm-hmm. fans yeah. With their character. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think, um, oh, God, there's the, the person who comes to me mind straight away is always Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. yeah. How he oh, Tom was, Holland. Tom Holland. Oh, when Tom he goes Holland. Down, Tom Holland. Yeah, them kind of actors. Like, well, even watching Benedict Cumberbatch go into a comic book shop as Doctor Strange and buying a Doctor Strange comic book was mm-hmm. one of the most brilliant moments because it's it just shows, like, that's... For me, it's just, like, a level of commitment where you're, like, I'm with yous as fans. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm with you, and I love that. Definitely. So that's my number one. Uh, <laughs> such a lovely I, choice. Jen. I've probably got the warm and fuzzies right now. <laughs> I genuinely think when you get an actor like that, that totally embraces the character and yes. just it, it's class. It's like um, repeating something that I said yesterday to Charlotte's mom. Um, Johnny Lee Miller with Elementary, um, mm-hmm. he literally lost himself in the Sherlock novels and put his own spin on it, and mm-hmm. he just oh, he, he lost himself in that role for so long. Mm-hmm. So good. That's the word I was looking for. And like, like embrace the character and like come along the journey with the fans. Mm-hmm. As opposed mm-hmm. to having like a, a higher level to us, like we, I'm, I'm kind of above yous, but like the likes of Robert Downey Jr. was always amongst us. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the best way to describe mm-hmm. it. That was cool. such a lovely choice. Cool. That was my first pick then. So Kev, you're number two. <sighs> my number two. Um... My number two, I'm going to go with a very, 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 very obvious one. Mm-hmm. Um, it's It was always going to appear on my list. Um, and it's going to be Dutch Schaefer from Predator. <laughs> I can see how Kev's list is going to pan out tonight. <laughs> we don't get a Terminator reference in here tonight. There's something seriously wrong. <laughs> Which genuinely did didn't rate the... Duchess Arnie from the first one. Oh, right. Okay, thank you. I genuinely didn't rate the heroes from the Terminator films, so we'll, uh, mm. we're going to leave them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but no, Dutch was um, Dutch was my favourite character in the original Terminator, uh, the original Predator. Obviously, it's Arnie. I grew up on Arnie films. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was kind of the Boy Scout thing got to me um it wasn't the i'm big and strong kind of thing it was the fact that he figured like he was smart about what he had to figure out that you can't kill it head on mm-hmm. you've got to go with it with at a different angle you've got to be using the jungle you've got to use what it can't see mm-hmm. um he's the kind of like, he was figuring out that like it was hunting them when he was trying to figure out what was going on um yeah mm-hmm. so he was he was a smart character for me um 
then after that following on in the books like concrete jungle and stuff like that where it was all about his brother trying to find him um there was lots lots to do with that character that he should have came back um he really should have they were gonna bring him back for the last predator film uh as a cameo at the end to launch the rest of the franchise coming off but he wanted too much money um and the, let's face it the reason for that is because the script was crap <laughs> <laughs> but no he should have came back for the for one of them at least mm. Mm. no I, I also thought it was a missed opportunity like as you said with the 80s films and the predator films you, you thought this this has got legs that you could get more out of it like say with that yep. character and it kind of like didn't and like say I know Predator Two I still love it I think Danny Glover is like say quite is, is great in Predator Two then the later ones just other until what we've got now with Prey um as hasn't hasn't been been given the source material the respect it probably has deserved and mm. like say we're having the caliber of someone like Arnie as an action flicks like at the time he was pulling out like classics like Commando uh, was it Red Heat and stuff like that yeah Red um, Dawn um, Red Dawn sorry Commando was uh, John John Matrix was going to take this spot because he was a brilliant character, mm-hmm. but Dutch was the quintessential Arnie hero to me. Um, mm-hmm. In the jungle, all the one-liners like "stick around, knock knock, get to the chopper." Um, get to the chopper. He's, he's it, it, It's the quintessential Arnie film. It's absolutely mm-hmm. fantastic. There's so many stories about that film, like um, Arnie's famous sense of humour, where he mm-hmm. bet um, he'd put one of the lasses in makeup. Um, he put her up to telling Jesse Ventura that his arms were two inches bigger than Arnie's. Mm-hmm. Um, so Arnie, a couple of weeks later, obviously after dropping these seeds in his head, went up to him and says, oh, I bet you this massive bottle of champagne, like we're talking like a grand bottle of champagne, that my arms are bigger than yours. Obviously, Jesse Ventura hearing all of this, like I, I need problem. Jesse Ventura obviously had to go and spend a fortune on this bottle of champagne because <laughs> Arnie was bigger. Um, oh, God. I um, I heard a great story from Joe Manganiello when he did a movie with um, Arnie. It was like a swap movie. Um, it was. Um, it was ex- not Extraction. Um, I know exactly which one you mean. It was yeah. good, though. It was a very good film. The, and there were just, it was him and Sam Worthington. And yep. he was. Didn't recognize Sam and- Worthington. Oh, wow. Well, him and Sam were standing behind Arnie, ready to shoot this scene, and Arnie's, like, in front of them. And they're doing, yep. like, quotes of Predator behind his back. And just as they're about to say action, Arnie just turns to them and goes, if it bleeds, we can kill it, and walks away from them. <laughs> it just leaves yep. them absolutely stunned. Um, I, I need s- to know what that film is now, because I love it. <laughs> Sorry. Um, um, I, can't, I can't remember what it's called. I do it's have, so like, a love though. for the first Predator but I haven't seen it in so long that I genuinely forgot Arnie's character's name. <laughs> I want to love the Predator so much. Yeah, it it was so good. Um, that film was sabotage. That's it. Yes, and it was so good. I loved it. It was um, <laughs> it was a welcome return for Arnie. I did not recognise Sam Worthington in that. I genuinely enjoyed his character in it. I thought he was class. Terrence Howard was absolutely phenomenal in that film as well as the bad guy. <laughs> Uh, Joe oh Manganiello was unreal. He's he was big because he was it, very big. He was that was during his downtime for True Blood, yeah. and mm-hmm. that was the time when um, oh, what's his name, Zack Snyder, made a yeah. phone call and said, "Kind of need That's you true. to come in." And Joe said, "Can't do it. Got the golden handcuffs on for True Blood," and he got turned down for um, 
it was either Batman versus Superman or Justice. It was one of them where he couldn't make it to do like a full performance, which yeah, is why you got Batman what you got from Superman. Them. Batman yeah. versus Superman. He turned up at the end as Deathstroke. Yeah, but it was meant to be was more. It, it was, was meant to be um, so much more. There well, the entire, like, oh, God, meant to be ben, the entire mm-hmm. script was meant to be Ben Affleck's um, Batman versus Deathstroke because it wasn't meant to be Superman. Interesting. That's <laughs> what we were going to get. That's why they shot the test footage. Yeah, so um, it was supposed to be for the, then they were going to do the sequel where then it was going to be like building the Justice, uh, the Bad Justice League. What was it called? I've got it now. Dark? Justice League Dark. No, no, that was that one with. Um, oh, the Legion of Doom. Legion of Doom, that was it. Because you want to get the Legion of Doom involved and shit like that. Yeah. So, but yeah. Um, oh, interesting. Like I, said, I knew Arnie was going to be on someone's, well, on Kev's list, I would say. Kev's that was list. Let's be honest, it was going to be, if it was going to be anyone, it was going to be Kev. <laughs> it's always going to be my list. So, so Sammy, follow, follow yeah, Arnie. I'm going to, I'm going to lower the tone a little bit. Oh dear. Um, I'm going to get a little bit sad with my oh, next dear. one. Um. I was looking through lists and this name came up and I went, oh my God, he is, he is a true hero. Um, it's a Tom Hanks character, mm-hmm. but it is Andrew Beckett from Philadelphia. Right, okay, yeah. And I he, is, he is an absolute hero. To, I love that film very much. Um, but the, the fact that he, the, for the story that it is, yeah. It could have been really difficult to like kind of put it onto film, especially the time that it came out. But mm-hmm. I think Tom Hanks did it with such dignity and and research that it just comes across beautifully. And he is a hero. He took mm-hmm. on this huge corporation mm-hmm. because he was done wrong. Yeah. And I just I had when I saw that name pop up, I was like, I don't think I'll end up talking about it for a long time because it is quite a sad subject and it is a really sad film. But I thought I really wanted him to be involved, like be included in my heroes because he really is. No, it's an important film as well, because a lot of people like we are fortunate in the time in the world that we kind of live at the moment. But if you watch that film, that kind of shit used to go down and happen quite often, quite regularly. And people yep. like him, like say, and people, and that stood up and said, "No, we're not going to let this happen anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not going to be persecuted. We're not going to be downtrodden or looked down on for that um, for being who they they are." Mm-hmm. That's the thing. That's that's the important thing. And having someone like Tom Hanks and uh, it was Denzel as well, wasn't it? Denzel, in, yeah. In them yeah. roles and doing it the way they did. They took balls because at that time, that was a scary subject to hit. I know we're getting more shows about the AIDS crisis and, and yeah. stuff coming out about it now. Um, I know, like it's in the last 10 years, we've been getting more of that. But to do it at that time, when, when people were even scared to say the word AIDS and yeah. HIV. It was um, brave. Mm-hmm. It really, really brave, and Denzel as well. Like, I you could, I could have quite easily included him because it's such a the progression of his character going from, you know, he, even he was terrified of it, but with a little bit of research, and then he, it's just the change, and oh, I just love that film. And there's, I know exactly at which point I'm going to cry every mm-hmm. time I watch it, and it's not when he's dying; it's when they show the video of him being a kid at his wake and I just it's that song as well and Mm -hmm. I can't think of who sings it but it breaks 
my heart but I, it's so it, it but not for the fact that Andrew has passed away it's for the love that's in that room and yeah. every single person who loved and supported him um again such an awful uh misjustice because it really it was horrible I, know, I believe it's a true story mm-hmm. yeah could be wrong. Yeah. no no it was a true story um, but I had to, and I, I didn't want to talk too much about him because it is a quite a sad thing. And I am feeling very warm. And f- I was going to leave him to like close it towards the end and be mm-hmm. like, aha, look at oh, this one. Um, so yeah, Andrew no, Beckett is my no, second I, choice. I think we are going to get a lot of feel good moments. Like when we talk about heroes, That that's not going to be a given, but I think what you've just done is just elevated a bit. So thank you for that. You're very welcome. Hmm. Look at us. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's what wrong was today. I need, I need to keep giving sort of kicking the ass a bit too nice to um, you. really are. <laughs> I'm starting to think, are you actually there or is this a pre-recorded and like you're sitting somewhere else? <laughs> Definitely like pre-recorded. Lack, it's <laughs> a lack of sleep and uh, not enough drugs, but yeah. Um, <laughs> so, I'll, I'll, I'll bring the tone a little bit back for this one. So okay, thank you. Thank you. Um so I'll sing you a little song because I know I haven't sang for a while. So I'll be nice to you. So, um, because because when I thought about heroes and all this uh, jazz, I didn't look at lists. I just looked at like and thought what meant and like to me and what would basically enjoy. And like say, I know I am a huge Disney fan. So to say that I wasn't going to include a Disney character in this would have been total bullshit. And I and I would have been expected to be called out for it quite heavily. So I'm going to go with one that I wasn't expecting, but when I was thinking of heroes, it is probably one of the best or one of the well-rounded stories and just absolutely amazing soundtracks and loves. But um, just, I'm on my way. I can go the distance. I don't care how far. Somehow I'll be strong. Every I know every mile will be worth my while. I would go most anywhere to find where I belong. So yes, so Hercules. Hercules. And as a Disney film, because I know a lot of Disney films can get dated and like it's a nostalgia factor as well. And I wouldn't be that sad if they did do a live action this because it's one of the ones I think live action could work with really well, as long as they get the right people and the right cast involved. Mm -hmm. Um, But up there with one of the top Disney films that was ever made in my eyes. 100% 100 agree. This is the time I love Disney was Mm -hmm. was here. Um, I just want to sing all the songs now. <laughs> <laughs> no chance, no way. <laughs> it's the who put the gladi- gladiator Hercules. <laughs> That's the thing. It's when you think about these type of th- like that. Well, that, like Disney films in a whole always makes me smile. But if you think about Hercules, every element and you can't help but get warm and fuzzies. Even the villain mm-hmm. James Woods as as <gasps> Hades is Class. absolutely phenomenal. Like. His reactions and again, if they were going to remake it, I would actually kick off if they didn't cast James Woods again as Hades, uh, especially if, like, say, if the dude is still alive and have Danny DeVito up in, um, as, as, as like, say, his little goat boy. Uh, I, I can't what remember what his name is. He just basically watching... is as Frank as like. Say, it is as Frank. So... <laughs> well, I was watching an interview with him the other day, and they talked about Hercules, and I went, "Who the." Was he in the, Oh my god, he's Phil! <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's Frank! Philatetes, <laughs> yes. that's it. Philatetes, but yes. Um, 
And even though, like, say, the gods and everything, every every aspect of it, this movie just hits perfectly. And like, say, there's um, it doesn't um, downplay the female characters as well, which a lot of Disney films <laughs> do. It makes the strong, independent women that don't need no man. Even though, um, like, say, she does fall in love with Hercules, but it's she can more than look after herself. Um, yeah, and but... she has a whole song about it too. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and um, it's such a great song. <laughs> but I'd say there's so many bangers when it comes to the songs element in this movie as well. Um, it is a highlight and one I will always go back to and watch as well. Uh, even Pegasus, like say when Hercules is headbutting the horses, like, like say just to say hello. Um, it's just a lovely, lovely story. And I know that sounds a bit weird saying that, Mm-mm. but you don't get that many more. And like I said, it's an easy story to tell and it didn't overcomplicate it. And they just yeah. got the right people involved and they've done it right. So, yeah, yeah Hercules. Totally. That's such a great choice. I, I thought at some point Disney would be included in yours. I just mm-hmm. didn't know where, where, where you're going <laughs> to go. Right. We're back to you, Kevon. You've had time to think. <laughs> um, I'm I'm going to go with another stereotypical one. Um, Paul will be happy though because it's from the 80s. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with a police officer who was down on his luck having a really, really, really bad time of things. And um, he went up against a very famous bad guy. Um, no, it's not Die Hard. I'm oh, that's go where I thought you were going. No, I'm <laughs> yeah. going to go with Martin Riggs and Lethal Weapon. Yes. Yes. I thought Lethal Weapon to start with. And then you said he was he went up against a really, really bad guy. And I was like, oh, it's yeah, going to be... Gary Bruce, Bruce and... it was terrifying. Oh, I know, but <laughs> then I kind Mr. of made the switch. And, and he went up against him in the second one, diplomatic immunity. Oh. <laughs> Revoked. Always reminds us of Kevin Smith. Terrible. <laughs> yes. Absolutely terrible in the second one. First one, however, absolutely great. Martin Riggs was fantastic. Mm-hmm. It was one of the first films where we actually saw PTSD mm-hmm. and depression within the services. Mm. Um, so I'm not going to complain about that at all. Um, it wasn't very accurate, but it kind of displayed what people go through. Um, the fact that he lost literally everything, including his wife, and then he found family at the end. It was a nice and feel good. Um, but for me, it was especially good, apart from Gary Busey being absolutely fantastic. And um, this being one of the best Christmas films ever made before anyone <laughs> starts, it is literally set at Christmas. Yes, it's a Christmas film. Sure. Oh, okay. I'm, oh, I'm not uh, arguing with you. <laughs> uh, oh, shit, cramp. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he got, he got that, that excited. <laughs> Um, I, I love Riggs uh, as a character and having him as a hero, yes, because he literally had given up the reason to live. Yep. And he had no thing. And bringing back in the family, uh, like say, with Murtaugh bringing back, like say, in the family life and showing that someone cares. And he would die for them people as well. He would literally, like, if you go back, if you even if you watch the rest of them, like Leave Weapon 2, 3, and 4, which I yeah. still, like, as a as a, as a a four film, it stands up there. I know we did franchise, and I'm pissed off I didn't mention Lethal Weapon in the franchises one now, because it is one of the strongest franchises out there when it comes to entertainment-wise, and, and the continuity as well, like, seeing the franchises. Yeah. You could watch them all um, mm-hmm. constantly. They're really good films. Uh, the first one for me, though, it was the first film where Gracie Jiu-Jitsu was involved. Mm-hmm. When he got him in that triangle chokehold at the end, it was done terribly. It was 
awful. You could easily escape that just by turning the corner and getting out of it. Um, mm-hmm. But the fact that um, Hicks and Gracie had been on set with Mel Gibson for weeks, showing mm-hmm. them all these things and how to get the takedown, how to get the transition, how to get the roll. Uh, and the mm-hmm. fact that Mel Gibson now is still doing Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu with the Gracie family. Yeah. Um, wow. And the fact that a lot of it was used with American Special Forces. So it mm-hmm. was quite accurate to his character. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was nice to see, um, like, I don't know, like, it was just nice to see, like, um, the PTSD side of things done with mm. a man who had lost everything and then was basically going up against the people mm-hmm. that he was fucking terrified of when he was in the army because i mean he was special forces himself yeah but then to go against i think it was like shadow company or something they were called mm-hmm. um yeah obviously with the name like shadow company they're not exactly very nice fucking guys <laughs> are they <laughs> sound it. i don't want to go up against them it was just fantastically acted all the way through danny glover was absolutely amazing in those films as well um mm. those films went this, while the story's got a bit dafter, they did go from strength to strength with the characters because, let's face it, Joe Pesci as well is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And then in the last one, we've got Jet Li. Yeah, but just to say as well, in the first one, when Danny Glover was saying he's too old for the shit, he was literally our age. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, so I can get away with saying it now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah I've, been, I've been saying it at work for weeks. Oh, I actually have seen this film. Just to shock the shit the out of, just to shock the shit out of everyone. My best friend Carolyn hates how little I have seen, mm-hmm. but this was the one she was not letting us get away with. Yeah. And she made me, she sat me down in her house and made me watch it and wouldn't talk to us until it finished. Yeah. <laughs> so this is the only film she's getting so hell-bent off with the, all the other ones she could get really angry at. This is the one she made us sit and watch. But it's just a classic. It's, it's just a great Eric Clapton soundtrack. Yeah. It, it is one of the best action 80s films out there as well. Yeah. Like from It gets you in the fields and not many places can get you that as well. That's the thing. Because you start caring about these characters. They are lovable and likeable. And as Kev said, it's a fir- it's one of the first times we actually get a broken hero because he's not yep. all put together. Yeah. He's not doing the right thing. He's not doing it for the right reasons at times. He's doing it just to try, if that makes sense, just to yeah. try and get he, by each day. He kind of expanded his Mad Max character for it. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of went from there. But let's face it, Mel Gibson was good at the broken man back then. Yeah. He was a bloke that women went nuts for. Mm-hmm. And if he could look sad and broken at the same time, they, they were all like, oh, no, we'll fix him. Because mm-hmm. let's face it, it's fucking batshit crazy to think you can fix someone. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it works. Yeah, but women are going to try. <laughs> yeah, well, they are. <laughs> it works. Especially if we're getting Mel Gibson in the 80s. Not so much now, but Mel Gibson back then. Hell yeah. <laughs> there you go. See? And like, he had to get his famous butt in the moonlight walk in there as well, didn't he? Yeah. He, he liked to get his clothes off for quite a lot. He did, and he and, did. The second, and the second one got Pans- Patsy Kenzie in her uh, boobs as well. Yep. Oh, she's yeah. in the second one. Yeah. She was the South one. African diplomat um, secretary. Yes, diplomatic immunity. Immunity. Certainly. School, yeah. school. Second, uh, second pick. Is the second pick or third, third pick? Third, third. Yes. Third. Yeah. Okay. Mine. Oh, this one is so, so typical. <laughs> I can't believe that. He's waited until third place to be talked about. Um, he is the one true hero. He is 
the one true keeper of the <laughs> ring. <laughs> we share a name. It is Samwise Gamgee, the greatest oh, little that's, hobbit of them all. <laughs> that's what, after four, five hours of walking, it's all right. Oh my god! But <laughs> he didn't. But he, do you know what though? He only have little walk. legs. <laughs> when he because used the eagle, big feet. Because do you know why? Because <laughs> Tolkien said, "What? What? Why would I use an eagle? I needed to write a book." That's what Tolkien's answer was. Because somebody always, everyone asks him, "Why didn't you just use the eagle? Why didn't you just put him on an eagle and send him off?" And Tolkien went, "Because I wanted to write a book." I need to. That's why. <laughs> Um, I just Sam is just the true hero of the whole Lord of the Rings. To he be fair, though, it took a, it took a goonie to save the Lord of the Rings, though. So that's let's there have it there. there you <laughs> <go>. <laughs> I would be, I would not be very true to myself if I didn't have the greatest little hobbit of them all. Frodo goonie. can go and jump into fucking Mount Doom because Sam is the man. <laughs> yeah, or, or what would like I, to call him in proper terms, Mighty. You <laughs> stop bringing the goonies in. <laughs> this is be, Samwise. <laughs> to be fair, though, if if, if we take Sam out, like Sean Aston is absolutely a legend from all yeah. his roles yeah. he's done, starting with the one I'm not going to name again. But like I say, the one he is probably most remembered for now is Lord of the Rings. The one he's most proud of is the Goonies, but we'll we'll go on that another thing. Um, he is very proud of what he did in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> um, but uh, recently as well, and he was very heroic in the TV show Stranger Things as well. Yes. Uh, um, he deserved better than what he got. But we he has better than what he got. He has made a career of just playing amazing characters, mm-hmm. even if they're good or bad. Like even going in, like say, um, was it Brooklyn Nine Nine? <laughs> Brooklyn Nine Nine, he was great in uh, the Big Bang. Big Bang Theory, he was, theory was great yeah. in. Um, even in um, was it Fifty First Dates with Adam Sandler? Oh, he was God. absolutely he was brilliant, brilliant and hilarious. And that he's he's not a one trick pony, like I say at all. No, no. and Cal- California Man, or as the Americans know it, Encino Encino Man. I, lo- I love the fact that he actually managed to survive making a film with Paulie Shaw because I would have, <laughs> yeah. I'd have been done for murder. I really it's, would. It's not, <laughs> it's not that. I think it's literally the fact that if you act with Paulie Shaw, your career is not going to survive. Well, Brendan <laughs> he, he Fraser did the all right. <laughs> I, um, Stephen Baldwin, didn't after that. Oh, Biodome. I fucking love Biodome. <laughs> Oh, God. So Everyone's funny. career after that pretty much died. Oh, true. Audacious <laughs> dude. dude. <laughs> Party. <laughs> oh, but just going back to my Sam, he's yes. he has he's phenomenal. Um, that's about as much as I want to say on the matter. No, no actually, he's just he's great. He is uh, one of the standout things in Lord of the Rings. I absolutely do that's like Sam. Um, the only thing that does let it down is is pretty much the Lord of the Rings ending when you had the 15 million endings and the jumping on the bed and Sam gives Frodo yeah. that little look oh, saying, Anthony uh, Frodo, when this is all up. over, I'm going to give you, a, I'm going to suck your hobbit cock. But, oh, um... And every time I watch it, Ant will literally, the minute that scene comes up, he'll be, he'll say something absolutely crude and disgusting to the point where I can't even watch the end where he fucks off on the, when Frodo fucks off on the boat and Sam guns to his wife. They can't. But, but what's with that look, though? Oh, yeah. 
it's awful. It's it's so bad. It's like they yeah. look at Goodwill gives Jake every time he sees him. You know there's going to be a, 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 a little bit of blowjobs around the corner somewhere at some point. Oh, I, I can't wait to see the look he gives Beth when we'll have a reunion. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, the little romance. You know, if, if these two aren't going to get like a sort of. Oh, is that music going to play in the background? You know, that <laughs> Hobbit music. Do, 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 do. I think with the chat just, and stuff this... like that, these two need to get a room. To be fair, though, <laughs> let, let's just take it back a step because, like, Goodwill is the 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 ultimate nerd. Like, say, the amount of women that fawn over him, like, say, <gasps> yeah. now, he is the, like, say, the, the lady killer of the group now. Um, he... Yep. He is more famous than fame itself right now. Yeah, he's like, even beating oh, the famous yes. Donna. That's yeah. it. Yeah. That's that's yeah. saying something. Goodwill, I'm gonna relinquish my title of Smooth Mac Daddy. You can have it. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for Goodwill to like come back with some like really witty like like response back and all he got was the jealousy of Paul. <laughs> oh, come on, Goodwill, you can do better than that. <laughs> um there's only one the one thing I want to say about Samwise is just potato. Potato. I love the fact that he has a Cornish accent as well. Like he has such a former Giles like one. <laughs> yes. Like say I just like I said that I didn't pick a goonie, Sam picked the goonie, the goonie that saved the rings. So that's it. <laughs> wow. What? I genuinely wow. haven't watched those films in years, but I need to. Yes, I, I can't do, get away yeah. with the last one because the last half hour of that film it should have ended fifty five times. Oh, the, every time, every time, because I don't mind returning the king, but the minute it comes on, the first thing he says is "Ghost Army, game over." That's it, because he's like, if there's a ghost army, what is the fucking point? Yeah, <laughs> and that's that's Ant's argument every time. Sure, surely it would be a poltergeist army because ghosts can't touch you. Well, they well, don't really touch a lot of things, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if they don't, and if the ghost and we know how Donna killed Swayze as well, so God, I forgot about that. <laughs> Donna's the, the Swayze murderer. His names again. <laughs> um, yeah, so there we go. Choice number three: good old Samwise Ganji. Ganji, sorry. Cool. So um, I, I'm going to go back to the '80s locker for this one. Um, just similar to like Kev's pick where Hicks, like I say, he was a bit of a reluctant hero just because like I say, he was motivated by sex, money uh, but in the end he'd done the right thing and as to say, just to remember what old Jack Burton does with when the earthquakes, yes. the, the poison arrows fall from the sky and the pillars of heaven shake. Yeah, Jack Burton just looks that big old storm right square in the eye and says, give me your best shot pal, I can take it. So Jack Burton Checks from- in the mail. From what? Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, right, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Now, checks in the mail. Yes. One of John Carpenter's biggest flops and then become one of the biggest cult classics ever that came about. And Kurt Russell has played so many good roles. Like, he's still playing good roles now. But Jack Burton, to me, is, is his ultimate closely followed by Snake, but Jack Burton and that film and the way he played it out with the comedy timing, with just, like, say, the one-liners, the cheese factor, it is up there with just God-tier of heroes, in my opinion. Um, I have seen this film. Yes. 
I have seen it, but I was not paying attention. Not going to lie. I was not paying attention during it. And it was a first watch as well. And I was mainly on my phone. So the minute you said his name, I had no idea who you were referencing. (laughs) And I know that we are doing a future episode on said film. So (laughs) I'm going to have to do some homework. (laughs) I've just had a message from me mate Shieldsy. Um, This isn't the one who scared the dinosaurs, is it? No, no, that's not. Oh, okay. Um, Trekkies might be a bit gutted. Um, the Borg Queen from Picard has sadly passed away at age 45. Oh, that's sad. She was class. I don't know who she is, but may she rest <laughs> in peace. She'll probably have lost goodwill now. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Lee's just said Sammy's seen it sticker. Yes, there would be a lot on them. <laughs> you, you might have a few stickers left over. <laughs> Oh, Aye, we, we need one of them. Like <laughs> Sammy's saying it, and was it Goodwill's seal of approval that we found out last week? Fucking yes. hell. Um, walrus of approval. <laughs> the walrus or something that I went to. But yeah, um, like say Kurt Russell in this movie, like the elements, like from the starting point yeah. when he's like uh, playing uh, gambling with, uh, like say, the, his friend the she- uh, who owned the restaurant, and to the point where he gets his truck, and all he wants to do is get his truck, then um, the bird out of. Um, yeah. Sex in the City, Kim Cattrall's in Kim it. Kim Cattrall. Oh my stunning. God, her eyes are beautiful uh, in that film. A girl with yeah. the green eyes. Um, mm. And then having the most non-Asian looking girl uh, coming from like a, a, an Asian com- country. And I was just like, if, but again, give her green eyes. So that, that's, that was okay, I guess. <laughs> but, um, everything in this movie is just pure entertainment. Like it's so far out the realms of like, say, fantastical. Just because you've got like wizards, magic, you've got monsters, you've got gods of rain, thunder, and wind. Um, uh, Rain, thunder. Good fight scenes. Mm -hmm. It was, uh, I think it was, yeah, it was. It was rain, thunder, and wind. I think you're right. Yeah. Um, It was the seven storms, the three storms. Three storms, yeah. Um, Yeah, they they were class. Uh, (laughs) Oh, man, I need to watch this again. I watched it not long ago. Um, and James Honger's low pan is still fucking terrifying. Mm, low pan he wants to come back. He wants to come back for the remake that they want to do. As low pan. Oh, I, I, I couldn't see anyone else play it. I'm, I'm on board with that. I, I know there's been rumours throughout the years that there, were, there was one point they were doing a sequel with um, The Rock involved. The Rock. Um, he still wants to do it. But again, I don't see why they couldn't get Kurt Russell because he's still in shape. Uh, yep. Get Wyatt. Get Wyatt to do it. Yeah. He's got daddy's looks and mummy's hair. He'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> if you're going to remake a Kurt Russell film, get his son. Yes. It's not rocket science. And he's Russell, a decent he's... enough actor. Kurt is in such good shape. And he, him and Goldie like really look after themselves. Um, I really do want to watch it. Like I want to watch it and pay attention to it because it is one of the husband's favourites. Um, I just, at the time, I couldn't be arsed. Oh, I just kept looking. I just kept looking up and just acting like like oh ah uh, this moment <laughs> that was about it. That's oh, as far it's as class. It's um, it's probably one of Carpenter's most original films because it's generally not like something up until this point does. didn't know he did it. I really didn't know that was John Carpenter. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not something that he does very often. Um, he'll not go all out for like an action kind of feature. Uh, mm. But it it was. Good. Jack Burton was easily one of Carpenter's best characters, and it was easily 
easily one of Kurt Russell's best. Mm-hmm. His role in that was brilliant. And the fact that he had so much fun doing it as well, you can tell yeah. it translates onto the screen really well. I mm-hmm. love that man. <laughs> There's something just so so charismatic about him that it's like everything he does is just amazing. Everything uh, he does yeah. is just perfect. I was laughing the other day as well, because like, my wife's got a huge Kurt Russell crust. Like, she calls him the sexiest Santa in it as well. Um, Excellent. But uh, like, I was watching Big Trouble in Little China the other day, and it's, it's just one of the films I can just put on and just enjoy. And she went, oh, I didn't realise you were watching this. I went, I went oh, because like, I've suggested watching it before, and she's like, never really been that bothered. And she went, oh, it's got Kurt Russell in. I'll watch it now. So I just started again to search and watch Kurt Russell. <laughs> And she didn't really pay attention to the film. Just when Kurt Russell was on, she just looked up. That was it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> He's a good-looking bloke. <laughs> he really is. I mean, overboard as a kid, I loved it for the whole... I loved it for Goldie Horn because mm-hmm. I loved the dresses and I loved the transformation and everything. As an adult, I am mm-hmm. watching it for Kurt Russell. <laughs> <laughs> and that uh, checkered hillbilly look that he's got going on. Oh, looks amazing. <laughs> I'll stop now. <laughs> Before you start drooling. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> cool. So we're back to Kev for pick number four. Number four. Um, pick number four now. for me is a joint pick because um, you can't have one without the other, unfortunately, for this one. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a continuation from where Paul's just left off. Um, I'm going to take Kurt Russell and Sylvester Stallone in Tango and Cash. You cannot have one without the other in this film. It is an ultra work of cheese. It's fantastic. Two completely polarizing offices on completely opposite ends of the spectrum of law. But they get the job done. They work well together. They have fantastic banter. It proves Stallone has comedy chops. It proves Kurt Russell is a genuine action star alongside mm-hmm. Stallone. And some of the villains in that were just fucking horrifying. And again, James Wong. Um, never seen it. <laughs> yeah, figured. Sorry. <laughs> was it the blank stare that I was given while you were talking about it? And I was like, oh, no, God, no, it's the fact that it was together. a film. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> no, it's, 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 it's called Tango and Cash. I thought you would be up your street, though, Sam, with that name. <laughs> I know, no. I, know. I, I do hilarious. know that Anth mentions it quite a lot when we go through our 90s like phase, um, but I haven't gotten around to watch it yet. It's absolutely hilarious, just for little one-liners and stuff like that. Um, Stallone is actually quite good in it, uh, but Kurt Russell steals the show again, and he is absolutely hilarious, especially when he's kicking off. Um, you, you can't beat him for his comedy timing in that. Um, but yeah, you can't have one without the other. The film would not work without either one of them. Um, mm-hmm. The whole the whole premise just wouldn't work. And the fact that Stallone's openly taking the piss out of himself, like calling Rambo a pussy and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, he calls him Rambo. Just, <laughs> he gets called Rambo in the film. He's like, no, nah, no, nah, Rambo was a pussy. Um, mm-hmm. But it's it's very different for both of them. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. It makes things more special when people are like, they're, they're pushed out of their comfort zone and they're really fucking good at it. Yeah, well, I, I introduced Charlotte to this one the other week and she was having a good chuckle at it. So it's, it's unusual. Oh, so for I'm not the like only one who's not seen it. Add it to the list, no. Sam. I love the fact that I'm being <laughs> called out by Charlotte's mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, at least Debbie's seen it. It's on there, Debbie. Don't worry. <laughs> 
it is probably one of the most cheesy 80s film. It's up there with 48 Hours and, uh, like I say, yeah. with the comedy duo and, like, the timing and stuff. And where Sam looked at is there. She's never seen 48 Hours either, have you? Nope. No. Which one's 48 Hours? That's Eddie Murphy, Eddie Murphy. Murphy. Oh, no, definitely not seen that one. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, because this is the time when Stone were doing, was making movies like Cobra and stuff like that as well, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, yeah this, so... this was um, Stallone's decade, and the eighties were Stallone. So I've this seen was, Rocky. I think, this Does was coming count? to the end. <laughs> Which one? All of them. I love. Ah, that's all right then. But Kev, I only I only watched them about uh, seven years ago when Ant bought us the whole box set because I was oh. so desperate to watch them. So yeah, I've. It was seven years ago, but well, I love them and I watch them at least once a year. They've just been re- well, re-released in uh, 4K as well, so... Yeah. Oh, I don't think upgrade it needs 4K. My DVD set. <laughs> Are you kidding us? Seeing, seeing Stallone in 4K, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think Rocky is one of them ones, as, as Kev's a bit right, it, like, it works better as the Grinny. I think the VHS yeah. version is probably the better version of yeah, it as well. It is. It's the same with horror films. You don't need to see 4K horror films. Put a no, bit of grain in there. You're right. You are right. I'll, I'll take it back. <laughs> but, but yeah, t- well, Tango and Cash is, is one of the up there's as well so um but yes interesting so <laughs> this is going to be just like this could just be like kev's favorite action movies as well to be fair <laughs> I've, do you know what i've generally not seen kev in a top five so happy like i really <laughs> haven't kev next uh, this, time we do a top five don't prepare do this this one was completely winged um this, this one was either it was a choice of tango and cash or dirty harry because mm. i Maybe love clint eastwood more. You've got one more place. Um, yeah, it's not <laughs> um, Great choice. I will. It's on the list. It really is on the list. Um, just my, to say, though, is, is Charlotte going, the mind's in, like, uh, looks like she's going to go hi-ho, hi-ho. She's off to work. I mean, she's short enough to be singing that, but I'm not going to say that out loud. <laughs> I don't think she can. No, she's it. got to walk the dog. She can. Oh, right. right. <laughs> um, well, my next one is... Um, I wasn't going to pick her, but then I thought, no, I'm, I'm going to. Even though the actress did class herself as the first ever female um, oh. hero, uh, <laughs> that, part, that part really did knock us. But I'm not looking at the actress. I am looking at the character. And my next pick is Katniss Everdeen. I know, it's a tribute. Yes. I love Katniss's story. Um Mm-hmm. I do have the and bought us the books last year for Christmas and I still not read them. But I do. I, do you know what? There was one point in my life where I totally forgot the Hunger Games existed and mm-hmm. got quite excited when I saw it on Netflix. I was like, yeah, I totally forgot about these films completely. Um, I love the first and second one. I absolutely love. I for some reason, I I can just get away with the last two. Yeah. I love them when they're in the games. I yeah. love how brave she is. I love how selfless she, selfless she is, especially when she does volunteer as tribute for her sister. Um, she is a complete badass. I know what Jennifer Lawrence said was fucking ridiculous, but yeah. she is a complete badass. And for some, it's the it's the fact that she can shoot a bow and arrow. I could probably, I couldn't probably even pick one up without dropping it all over the place. I think again. With this one, as you, you've probably put it right perfectly, the franchise wasn't needed. The story was told and done in the first mm-hmm. movie, uh, first book, shall we say. 
and it was kind of like I've got an idea I want to keep this going and make, make some more money because I know they're yeah. doing the prequel or doing the Mockingjay uh, the Mockingjay, yeah. yeah. I was, I, I considered adding that book to my collection. I thought, oh god, no, that's just one more. I do love the the concept of it though, with the, the twelve districts and the all each district has something that they offer to the capital. I do love that dystopian part of it, mm-hmm. um, but and it just it gets a bit too muddy for me when it comes to like the third and fourth film. I think that it's separated into two. I'm there for the games. I am there for the Hunger Games and what up things they are willing to do to each other to win these hunger games um or what not they are willing to do i love the the first film is one of me is my favorite out of the two um i am looking forward to reading the books kind of <laughs> i'm looking forward to reading the first one um i think if for a younger audience or a younger generation seeing the hunger games it it's seen something different but as you said with a statement that she came out with recently it's kind of took the shine off for me it has it has and I totally get that I was I really wanted to stay away from her and what she said because ridiculous statement to make um but Katniss first film complete and utter but even the second one she has her moments um but the first one is where she really shows her heroicness for me Mm -hmm. That was that's that was where it got us. Um, I was going to say something else, and I'm totally forgetting. But never mind. Can't have been that important. Oh no, it's a good one. Like, yeah, I do think she's in, in movies and in, in cinema. Like Katniss does stand up there, but I think their motives and stuff change throughout the movies, and that's probably why I, I wouldn't. It wouldn't be anywhere. It wouldn't even be in my top. 50 I would say again that's probably been, been clouded by personal feelings at the moment towards yeah. I just when it comes down to it I don't I think I would have genuinely been happy with you know the end of the second one where they're kind of like you're the mockingjay you're the you're the one who's going to bring us out of this and ended it and that was it mm-hmm. and yeah. we didn't get to see anything else and it's just all down to your conception of what happens next like mm-hmm. I generally think I'd be happy with that <laughs> Because I just it the, the the it just got so politically muddy that mm-hmm. I just got a bit bored with it. Like the whole um, what's that face with Julianne Moore? Yeah, and then Snow and ugh, blah, 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 blah. no, even Gwendolyn Christie couldn't save that for us. No, <laughs> and she is in the last one for a yes. very brief second. So yeah, yeah, I'm going. Even though I sound very bitter about it and very like torn, I still stand by Katniss as a very good hero in the first in the first film, and that's why she made the list. No, <laughs> definitely, she made some good choices. I like, protected a, a sister, very selfless, but then she mm-hmm. got very up her own ass. And <laughs> is that but, Jennifer or Katniss? <laughs> it depends which uh, which which photos or videos you saw from the leaked. Uh... Oh my god, yes, <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> Oh, the internet. <laughs> yes. yes. What a wonderful, so, yeah. marvellous place for things we didn't want to see. Yeah. Certainly. But yes, so that I, is, I love the fact that if you search Katniss Everdeen, this, the links that come up is Ripley, Leah, <laughs> The Bride, Lisbeth, like all these yeah. other great, and I've gone and picked her. And yeah. I stand, I'll still stand by Stand, stand by your choices. I stand point. by my choice of Katniss on the first film. Um. Cool. Probably my 
second from last pick is probably the most obvious hero that you can think of when it comes to cinema. Like the the, the actor who's um, other than Tom Hanks has probably had the most success as a leading man in most like in the decades that he's done. He's done, but he's done the same character in a way but across a huge scope of different genres. Um, the one I'm picking is going to be, because we're getting a new film this year as well, uh, Indiana Jones. Oh. Because Harrison Ford, as he said, he is playing the same character in whatever role he does, but he has got the most success when it comes to film-wise, like yeah. Han Solo, uh, Decker, uh, even when he's comedy and like The Fugitive and stuff like that, 40 Days and 40 Nights. Um, I thought but... you were going to go with Pete Maverick Mitchell. Who's that? <laughs> Tom Cruise. Well, he's got more Tom success Cruise. than both of them put together. Oh. <laughs> um, I'd, I had a feeling Indy would be on. I had a feeling Harrison Ford was going to be on your list, but I was very torn on which one you, which character you were going to go with. But I've just watched... Uh, all four indie films in the last two weeks. Um, There's only three. Chris, it, I still four. think other take elements out of Kristen's skull and still think take the monkey swings, take Charlotte Burst's character out, and you've got a solid a- adventure film, shall we say? Take the but, fridge out. The fridge, yeah, the fridge. It still looked like a really nice fridge, though. But saying that, though, you, you're saying take the fridge out, but if you take the arc of the government out of the first, uh, uh, out of where you get like a, a, a a box that speaks to God and and melts Nazi faces, that's more believable than a fridge. Just calling it out there, guys. (laughs) One's completely like mythological and the other one's surviving a nuclear bomb in a fridge. Certainly. (laughs) Science fiction to me. (laughs) Do you know what, though? Like, there is some elements of the, the Crystal Skull that's a bit ridiculous. But I remember as a kid thinking like that when I watched the first one. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that just seems yeah. so far-fetched. So, like, why mm-hmm. would this not make sense now? Like, as as part of this franchise? I don't so, know. I have no bad feelings towards Crystal Skull. The only thing that gets confused about me when it comes to the Indiana Jones franchise is like, the choices that were made through it. Like, I absolutely adore these films. Like, I... I watch all them i i'm like such a huge like i'll use a wrestling term a mark for like harrison ford and indiana jones films yeah. but I, I never got the idea that why the well the ref the, i know that why they did it but having temple of Dun, doom have been a sequel but being a prequel but not really explaining that as well so that was always the thing because i know they didn't want the nazis as as the bad guys again when the done uh, the second indie yeah. film so that was the reason why it was set as a prequel but I, 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 again they could have done it with like say without like say having it set before uh, Raiders and that was always like say the confusing thing in my eyes or in my view but Harrison Ford like Indiana Jones he's got everything and like the comedy element to it as well like when he's teaching the class and all the women thrown over and have I love you wrote in the eyes and, uh, I, and when they're winking at them and stuff like that I forgot about uh, that and how excited he gets when he talks about history and like uh, problem solving and to me like watching him bounce off Sean Connery in The Last Crusade <laughs> is just a thing and when you find out that his name's 
Henry Jr. because and his yeah. indie was after the dog is just yeah. absolutely brilliant and it's just like everything in that film works the adventure aspect yeah. the music aspect again John Williams um, the score and, is brilliant and like the beats to it as well like you know when you when things are going to start happening when um, Indy gets in a fight like the jokes in it like I know the the famous one when uh, that the sword fighter pulls out oh, all the moves and, and he pulls so, out his gun and shoots him just because he had the shit stuff there so he needed to get the toilet and it yeah. looks so much better than this like big choreographed fight that they would have had but then in um, when they have the fight on the plane um, and you see the big German that's just like say Bomber. beating the shit, shit out of him but and I still remember as well going to see um, like Hollywood, Hollywood Disney and seeing them recreate like the, the stunts so, from it I've seen it so many times it it's, it's just amazing <laughs> and I absolutely I don't think we would have got certain films or even like adventure films if we wouldn't have Indiana Jones but it would give us like rip offs like Romance in the Stone the yeah. Kirk, uh, Kirk, mm. Kirk Douglas Michael Douglas that would have been a like... very different film <laughs> <laughs> I thought Turner would have actually got slapped. Yeah, definitely. Because <laughs> <laughs> yes. he wasn't I, exactly a very nice man. I, he was not. I have, <laughs> I've seen that show so many times. My dad loves stuff like that. Um, but the, the my most favourite out of all of the indie films, it will always be Last Crusade. Mm-hmm. I can. I really won't watch the other two. There's one of them that actually really freaks us out a bit. And I think it might be the first one. Um mm-hmm. When I, I, honestly, my memory is failing us, but I'm just like all I can picture is a temple, a lot of snakes, a lot of creepy stuff, and it kind of freaks us out a little bit. Um, but Last Crusade, I think Last Crusade, I love quite a lot because my dad was very much into um the actual Crusades, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and I remember a lot of literature being around the house, not really understanding it, like, yeah. but knowing that like, my dad had a bit of an interest in it. So, yeah, I mean, I'm... it's nothing like. No, no. Well, it happened in Indy. <laughs> to be fair, though, I knew I was going to be defending Crystal Skull with the like the fridge and stuff like that. But like I say, all the different movies had elements to it, like um, oh, right. Temple of Doom when they jump out of the plane and they don't have parachutes, so they use a, a raft. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah you, you forget about those things but because crystal like the crystal one is like why do i keep calling it crystal one because that one is so newish in our mm. memories you go straight to, oh my god that is so ridiculous you would use a fridge to survive but, a nuclear blast I, but I going back to one, what happened in the other ones you're perfectly okay with that <laughs> I, I think for the new one it's the fact that when we when people saw it they were older like yeah. we, we forgot all the daft stuff from the originals. We watched that and we're like, that's really why you need we your nostalgia. That sense of wonder. <laughs> that's why yeah. you need your nostalgia head on when you're watching these kind of things. Just remember what you watch. Remember what you've seen to yeah. what you're watching now. I'm not, I'm not, yeah, not, there's, not, not necessarily a nostalgia. Just think of it like a kid. You watch these movies as yeah. a kid, so have the same wonderment and same yeah. like. Dispend, dispense the the realms of of believable and what can or can't happen type thing. Yeah. I have not watched the trailer for the new one. I mm. don't particularly want to. Um, but I do want to see it. Don't get us wrong. I just, I'm getting to the point now with the way trailers have been going. I just want to, if I want to really see something, I don't want to watch a trailer beforehand. Yeah, we watched um, the trailer for the second Shazam film the other day and felt like we the entire film. Yeah, We felt like we've seen the entire film. I don't I, want to see it. 
I just love it's seeing lost the fun. Shazam! <laughs> it, yes. it just looks like it's lost the fun that the first one had. Like, so, they just look too Because they serious. are just wanting to get rid of that franchise. They're like, get out. James Gunn's like, get yep. it out, get it out, just get it out. Yep. Can't be asked. Yes. But so, what, a good, and what a good choice. So, one to our last picks now. So, yes. what's going to be a good one? Come on then, Kev. Um, mine is a character from a true story. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I am going to go with a, a director that I would never normally pick because I don't like him at all, but I'm going to go for a 2001 film by Ridley Scott, and I'm going to go with Black Hawk Down, mm-hmm. and the character mm-hmm. I'm going to go with is Eric Banner in Hoot, the ranger sniper who literally jumps in and saves everybody's fucking arse in every single firefight in the film. Um, I could have picked any any character from this film. Um, mm-hmm. I could have went through uh, Josh Hartnett, Ewan McGregor, Tom Hardy, um, but I'm going to go with Banner simply for one reason, and it is the speech that he gives um, towards the end. Um, when I go home, people are going to ask me, hey, Hoot, why do you do it, man? What, you're some kind of war junkie? And you know what I'm going to say? I won't say a goddamn word. Why? They won't understand. They won't understand why we do it. They won't understand that it's about the man next to you, and that's it. That's all there is. And the fact that he went in and saved a load of people that weren't in his platoon, they Mm. weren't even on his mission, and they all mobilized and went in there. The fact that it's a true story, the fact that they got letters from veterans under the doors saying, thank you for telling our story. Perfect. Mm. Absolutely perfect. The no, men, absolutely heroes. Yeah, mm. I, I, I remember seeing it and visually, like this movie was up there because I, I say because it was com, combatant at the time because it came out not long after, like Saving Private Ryan and stuff like that. Yeah, and it, in a time where war movies weren't popular as much. Like, no, yeah. there was Actually, like a bit of a lull with them, wasn't there? Yeah. There was Black Hawk Down. The score for it is beautiful mm. the acting is beautiful and the entire film is an uh, absolute assault on the senses mm-hmm. i'm so sorry i'm just going to walk back to the door and let me cut in but <laughs> yeah um it's a I, i've watched the movie but i haven't watched it enough to know yeah. the ins and outs of it like say as, as well as, as as yourself um I don't, like say all i know is like say the josh hartner character and stuff like that and how yeah it plays out um the cast was brilliant but I think it came out at a time where I wasn't really like for me, and I think I watched it later, a little bit later, so I kind of didn't get it with the hype. And no, I did did enjoy it as well, but um, it's probably one of the ones I'm going to have to revisit just to try and get get accustomed to properly. It's it's fantastic. Like literally every single actor in that film. There's a load of actors in that film that you just wouldn't expect to be there, and um, you wouldn't expect to do this well. But you've, I mean, you've got Ewan McGregor in a war film. You've got Orlando Bloom in a war film when he was still a little pretty oh, boy. Oh, that's why I've um, seen it. <laughs> you've got Tom Sizemore. You've got Kim Coates. You've got Tom Hardy in one of his first film roles. Yeah. Um, Jason Isaacs, uh, Danny from CSI New York. Mm. You've got a massive cast. It's huge. Yeah. I've just and reminded myself of the Yeah. Josh Hart. Josh, Josh no. uh, Orlando Bloom. Orlando Bloom. It was at the craze of like Lord of the Rings, Orlando Bloom. Yep. Um, and he was in it for I, 30 seconds. Yeah. I bought it <laughs> for him, watched him in it, and then just went, no, oh, okay. <laughs> 
It's just, it's so good. I mean, if you look at, like, if you actually go through the IMDb cast, the amount of comedy actors in there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, like, half of these are from, S- like, Saturday Night Live and stuff like that. I mean, you've got, like, you and Bremner from Trainspotting mm-hmm. back with you and McGregor again. And it was just absolutely outstanding the fact that these actors can just get in there and they can absolutely smash a film like this. It's one of the films that to this day I watch it. And right at the end, when the music comes on, and they're all given their, right, we've had juice, we've got this injured out, and we're going back in speeches. It's like goosebumps. It, it'll get me back up every time. Yeah, no, I think it's something that I'm going to have to, like, go and revisit because I have it's watched class. this, but it, I was literally just paying attention for one reason and one reason only. <laughs> That's the thing. It's, so it's, many it's, better it's one, actors. Yeah, it's one of the, the those movies where you can't just sit and, like, play on your phone and stuff. You've got to, it, it, it yeah. demands your attention. And if you don't, you will miss, like, mm-hmm. not the majority, but important things and things that you might not, like, like realise. So yeah. no, It's I, my... um. It's my angry film. Like, if I'm in a bad mood, I'm going to put that film on because I'll not be angry afterwards. I'll just be sat there absolutely dumbstruck. Mm-hmm. I can't watch it in a good mood because I'll fuck my mood up something wrong. <laughs> yeah, I, I have not got an angry film. I've got every other emotion going, but I don't have an angry film. Yeah, just has angry sex, so that's all it is. <laughs> She's not denying it. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Mrs. Thank Weatherall. <laughs> it's not that my mum who's on here with Charlotte. <laughs> and uh, she's just mocking Charlotte. <laughs> Charlotte's trying to mock her by saying, Mum, you, you cry at home alone. And Debbie just comes back with real weird children, Charlotte. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Debbie, battle. you can come on every week. <laughs> Maybe you've got to wear um, your monkey onesie. Yes, that's going to happen. <laughs> going to happen. Um, what a really good choice and something that I, I will go back and I genuinely didn't know it was a true story. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and if you say it's a true story to me, biography, I want to watch it. That wasn't me. <laughs> what wasn't you? Right. Oh, Jesus. I'm going to go to my last pick. Is that all right? Are we okay to move yeah. on? Yeah. She's okay. arguing with someone in the background. It's a mum. Um, yeah. <laughs> my last pick is, oh, I love this lady so much. I love this character so much. Um, from something from a, a a film that really I shouldn't love, given that I don't like certain aspects of the actual film itself. It makes me physically sick to my stomach. Um, but it is uh, Clarice Stalin is my last pick. Hell yes. <laughs> Fuck yes, that woman is a bit. I actually have Clarice on my wall up here, staring down Hell at me yes. every day, making sure that I make the right decisions. I make the Clarice decisions. <laughs> um, she's just fantastic. She goes from this incredibly meek kind of person who just, it's almost like she just wants to please too much. Like she's mm-hmm. like so willing to learn that she will literally do anything. She jumps in with a bloody cannibal for God's sake. Like she's like, yeah, yeah, I'll take this assignment. I'll, I'll do this. And um, to then take on one of the most evilest, I'm sorry, I've got wild horses stuck in my head now. Um, but one of the <laughs> most evilest um, serial killers. Would you fuck me? No. <laughs> I'd fuck me. I've had the song on in the car the other day. Um, I it's mean, such you, a you good could song. You could call her a hero, or you could just call her a Jobsworth. <laughs> I mean, she's a hero, Kev. 
But I don't know. That's the thing in Because I think in Sansa Lamson's a starting point, but I think in the books, like she gets a stronger presence, like like because you don't really get that in Hannibal with Julia uh, Lewis. Julia, no, Julia no you don't. No. You don't in the in the film. Absolutely not. But in the book, Clarice is like she has gone to a whole new level. Like her confidence is gone skyrocket and she's um she's she is technically the same person you mm-hmm. can't but there's there's definitely an evolution in there to her character um but going from Jodie Foster's portrayal of her in the in the Sands of the Lambs I just oh, there's just something so unique about her mm-hmm. and that you don't yeah. you generally don't think that she's gonna come out on top when she's it like First view of the first viewing of this for me was to, the fact that I, I found out what a cannibal was. I, I was not paying attention to <laughs> the actual end scene where she she gets the bad guy, and um, I was just freaking out about holy shit, there's people out there who eat people. Um, but watching it again as an adult, you kind of you just think to yourself, you shouldn't, you should not be winning in this situation, mm-hmm. but you really fucking are. <laughs> She was absolutely class. You're absolutely right. Like um, Jodie Foster was amazing. Julianne Moore, not so much. Um, she tried. Let's. Uh, she I'll did. Um, give her that. She tried. The the film was a butcher job, though. She couldn't save it. She's a good actress, mm-hmm. but the book wasn't very good. It was written badly, and I'm really disappointed at Thomas Harris for that. And the fact that the film was literally the beginning, the middle. And the end of the book in no particular order with all the chapters in between missed out. So you had no idea what the hell was going on. It was, it was an a absolute lot. mess. It was a but lot. Clarice Starlin was the only character in Hannibal that was wrote well, but it just didn't translate onto the screen because yeah. it wasn't yeah. Jodie Foster. That's no. it. And it's it's not a case of like, oh, how am I going to explain this? Like she was... It wasn't like she had bad... You are right. She didn't have bad material to work with. But, and it wasn't, it's, I don't know how to explain myself properly. Let's move on. Do you explain yourself well? Don't doubt yourself. It's coming across well. Don't worry. It's just, um, you, when you think of, when you think of Clarice Starlin, you're not thinking of Julianne Moore. No. You're not, you're, you're never not. going to be. So it Julianne Moore could have redone, you know, could have done absolutely fantastic. She still wouldn't be Clarice Starlin. No, I yep. think that's a point I'm trying to make. No, that's a very good point. It's a hard act to follow. It is. Yeah, um, that's some, it. She is, really is. There's some rules that where they've just been cemented and, like I said, and the timeless as well. Um, and again, if if you're brave enough to try it, good, like all power to you. But yeah. if you, it's one of them. Just beware and be ready for the backlash that comes for it as well. But Clary yeah. Starr, yeah. like I say, she's one of these people. Like in the movies in the books she's like unstoppable force I'm against sorry. an immovable object so that's yeah. that, well, the definition of like her against Hannibal is like say she's trying to outwit someone that she's never going to outwit but yeah. she she can better him in other ways as well so that 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 is but uh, I think that's what I, I think that's what intrigues mm-hmm. him to her yeah is that because what if you like if you read Red Dragon Mm-hmm. Um, the, the film does a good job of portraying his and Will's relationship, but it doesn't really, you don't, you, you just see the it aftermath. Doesn't it, it doesn't really know, but with Will, he did have, the, he, he was, Will was on his level, mm-hmm. like very much on his level. So the conversations with Will were very easy, whereas conversations with Clarice were incredibly different and almost yeah. like a challenge for Hannibal to face as well. Like, 
he's not sport he's been so used to dealing with this other detective who can who can really work with them whereas he's now having to make her work mm-hmm. and it was it's I, I genuinely love red dragon is one of my favorite if not my favorite books in the whole entire world um i wish science of the lambs was i really do but it will never beat never beat the uh I should have really put chosen Will Graham. I could have done a whole <laughs> thing on him, but I'm, I'm saving him for another list. <laughs> so, so, yeah, my my last pick is Curry Starling. So, so up to my last pick to close the show, take it home. So I'm picking the ultimate badass bitch in the world. Like she was oh, the thanks. ultimate. She was the ultimate killer. Um, <laughs> she took down two witches, one with a house and one with a bottle of water. She gave a a man made of straw a brain. She gave a tin man a heart and she gave a lion some courage. And all while in this little dress and with Goodwill's going to get excited now with munchkins having orgies all around her and all that, Dorothy Gale. I never thought in a million years you'd pick Dorothy. Dorothy I really is didn't. When you think of heroes, she is a reluctant hero. She's a little girl um, basically taken away from her family, from a little farm, like in a tornado, uh, terrified that this wicked woman's going to steal a dog uh, and have a dog called Toto put down. So she's panicking, worried about that, and taken to this wonderful, colourful, magical world of Oz where the munchkins are fucking everything. Um, <laughs> literally. <laughs> and basically uh, drops a house on a bitch, steals her shoes, and then fucks with the green motherfucker. Um, and then goes to on this adventure where trees attack her and flying monkeys come try and fuck with her as well. Don't forget how scary the flying monkeys were. Terrifying as a kid. Um, mm. All while just... Basically, being innocent. I know, like I say, it's hard to say <laughs> uh, the actress who portrayed her as, as, as innocent, but at the time, um, I'm just like to this beautiful story and everything magical and just perfect about cinema is the Wizard of Oz. But Dorothy oh. is out there with the best. Just can't get on board. I'm so sorry, but I find it so lovely how. I find it so funny that we've gone from all these warm and fuzzy feelings at the beginning to bloody munchkin orgies at the end. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> That's a nerdy up north podcast for you guys. We will take you on an emotional roller coaster. <laughs> Certainly. But if you want to Google what the what the munchkins did during the Wizard of Oz thing, then it, it, is, it is a true? It is. It's all true. Is it? Because there's so That's many what... stories about the Wizard of Oz. 100% the... true. The person hanging in the background when they're walking off into the distance, you can see a tree and someone hanging. No, no, that was that was bullshit. But there was munchkins that uh, basically yeah. one of them, I think, drowned in a toilet. <laughs> like, what? Head face down in a toilet to munchkin, but they had to actually start uh, like locking the the munchkins away on set because, like I say, they used to pick on the other cast members as well. Like, oh my they were absolutely horrible. Would you not just pick them up and drop kick them? I think that would have been frowned upon. I think it might have been frowned upon. 
It's self-defense. Yeah. I love the fact that you chose Dorothy Gale. That is very much you. Yes, but that's a very yeah. much a you pick. And you did get a very beautiful fun go of her. Oh, she's stunning. This but week. The thing is, though, like, if you think about heroes, Kev nailed it in one at the start. It's not about the biggest or the strongest or the person. Yeah. It's the person who steps up and looks after the people who she who they care about. Yeah. And she did that in more ways than one. And she, she and she didn't even want to kill the witch. She actually tried to put her out, but the witch was like allergic to water, shall we say? <laughs> and, so she uh, yeah, she was just she was just helping her out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and she, that house that was a complete nutter accident. I always loved that scene though, with where I, um, where the the slippers are at the foot of the house right. and her legs are there, and then all of a sudden it just disappears. I think that's like the the horror fan in us. Even as a kid, I was like, Fuck yeah. <laughs> I absolutely love the fact that they used that scene in Children of the Corn too, as well, where they dropped a house on someone. <laughs> well, to be fair, though, this this movie has got so many referenced in. Like, it, it, I again, I want to go out there. There's probably more movies that's been referenced, but I think there's probably not been as many movies parody referenced, talked about in other movies or pop culture than yeah. this movie. Yeah, no, you're right. You're absolutely right. For all that, it's yeah. not my cup of tea. Um, mm-hmm. It's not something that I en- I enjoy. I-, I will go out of my way to watch. I still love the. F- I still love the the Technicolor. That's mm-hmm. what gets me about this film is Technicolor. I is think when he's got you in the chat though. Not really, because he's saying about walking. But like I said, no one in the Lord of the Rings have got got a house dropped on them. So <laughs> no, they had a Balrog though. When you had Ian McKellen. <laughs> oh, I never uh, even put the two together. And um, they, didn't, they didn't have a horse of, a, of every colour. That's it. That's what I was going to talk about was uh, the Technicolor and the horses. They had potatoes. Potatoes. Um, <laughs> they had asbestos on this one. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. I'll give you that. <laughs> the, El- the Emerald City was very beautiful to look at. <laughs> yes. I love how he's joined my crew. Like, we had Sean Bean. <laughs> I have a Lord of the Rings fan. I didn't diss it. <laughs> I just sat and kept quiet because I hadn't watched it in fucking years. <laughs> <laughs> um, lovely pick, lovely picks all around. Ashley has been such like such a good pick. Mm-hmm. I could have, I, I feel like I could have predicted yours, but you actually went in a different direction. I all thought right. we were literally going to get the cast of the Goonies. Yeah, I was kind of. Expecting <laughs> I thought we were going to go end. like Mao, like he was going to do something ironic, like Mao Chunk. We fell that would be a really. <laughs> That would be a really shit episode, though, to be fair. It would, but I generally thought you were going to be, like, ironic and do something like that. <laughs> I, did, I did also think, uh, like, say, Sam was going to name each members of the Ghostbusters. Uh, no. I was expecting no, a Ghostbuster right. or two. Yeah. I was, I, I don't know, I, they were there in the forefront, but I think, I, sometimes, you know, you, you, I feel like I've mentioned them far too many times that I'm like, people get it. They mm. know. I don't need to repeat it again. Let's do something different. Let's pick Captain America. Which, well, if you, you know us personally. <laughs> and I'm disappointed. No one picked me. You're all sacked. <laughs> Cheers. Yeah. Back Thanks. to Warzone on Sunday nights then. Yeah. <laughs> you can stop playing Call of Duty again there, so don't worry. <laughs> so, actually, what is next week? Is it Jump the Shark jump, Moments? Jump the Shark Moments. I'm do really it. intrigued about this one. So, like I said, when because the, the 
the chunk that I know we're going to probably go into a bit more detail next week just because it's been the topic. But the phrase came from a Happy Days episode where the Fonz actually jumped over a shark while he was water skiing. And that was when they said the show had went too far and went yeah. beyond the realm of ridiculous. So right. that's where we're going to talk about jump the shark moments is like when a movie, a TV show, a game, a book, anything that you've experienced and you were enjoying and then it went and spoiled it with something like, for example, Batman, the movie, when and he's carrying the bomb or he's getting bit by a shark and he has shark, shark repellent, repellent spray on him. So like I said, it, that's where the reference comes from, jump the shark moments. Yeah. So that's what we'll be talking about next week with Jake and Charlotte. So that should be quite uh, illuminating, shall we say. It's going to be interesting. I'm really looking forward to it. I love the idea when Jake pitched it. Um, Even though you didn't understand it. I really didn't. (laughs) It had to be explained to us in kind of like idiot proof as well. Um, If any of you are a member of our Patreon or want to join our Patreon... My very first episode of the exclusive series that's gone to Patreon of Game of Thrones and House of the Dragon is now available. Um, Mm -hmm. We are shooting the second one this week, but it was very, very different to this one. (laughs) Because she hasn't got me holding the hand, but she's fine. She's a big girl now. She doesn't need me. (laughs) (laughs) You say that, watch the opening. I really do. <laughs> um, anything else anyone wants to plug before we go? Um, Charlotte's Feet. Charlotte's Feet, yes. Um, <laughs> always and forever. Um, <laughs> yes, um, we are going to be trying to do a few more Twitch videos. I know I did one earlier today to test out. Uh, we'll be live on YouTube, obviously, when Jake puts it up. Um it's basically, I am going to do a run through of The Last of Us as we're doing this TV show. Um, we are doing, um, like I say, I don't know what time we're doing it on Friday, but just to say, I think Goodwill's coming on to talk about the first oh. three episodes of The Last of Us as well. Um, so to be yeah. confirmed on the time, but if he's a part of the Nerdy Up North community, you'd go and find out anyway. <laughs> Certainly, and we've got, um, like I say, more guests that we are looking to go on because if you watched uh, on Tuesday's episode we had the lovely Jen join us and we talked about friends and herself um, I really enjoyed the episodes where we've had people coming on t- telling them about themselves as well, it yeah. almost feels like a little bit of an interview but um, but yeah it's been fun so we've got more people lined up like say along them lines and again if you've got the balls and you feel like coming on and talking about yourself as well come on the podcast, have a go Let, let's see if you think this is easy as 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 it sounds? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's not. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, what was I going to say? Yes, you can find us on the Facebook community page or on social media on t- TikTok and Instagram. And remember that we do play video games on Twitch, as Paul has just mentioned. Um, that's it. I think that's nope. it. Nope. We're done. And thank you guys, like I said, um, yes. and thank you, Charlotte, for d- doing a small cameo. Hopefully yes, we can get, get a face to, to see more of her soon. It was lovely to see her face, and it was lovely to have Debbie in the chat as well. She's been very <laughs> engaging with everyone. It's oh, been it's great. Debbie now. It's lovely. It. Sam's best buddies now. Uh, <laughs> oh, someone's got a griefer while I'm busy. Yes. Well, thank, thank you, Kev. Like I say, this has been the cheeriest we've had Kev for a while. This has yeah. been the happiest we've seen Kev in such a long time. <laughs> Kev's on a new diet and it's great. 
<laughs> Yay! <laughs> but anyway, same bad time, guys. Same bad channel. See you in early, everyone. Bye. Bye.